It's player review day once again for Locked On Coyotes as we take a look at a group of players who were contributed to the Arizona Coyotes in a debt position. We got our first set, Giannis Mosier, Dyson Mayo, and Alex Galchenyuk all on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me. On today's episode of Locked On Coyotes, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. We are 100% free and available on all platforms, which again does mean we'll never have a paywall for you to ever view or listen and access our content. But we have a good episode for you today. We got more player reviews, and we got all of our key players out of the way. So now it's time to you know, to take a look at depth players, Kyle. And um, you know, all these guys were pretty important role players. I'm not saying they weren't, you know, quote key, but like let's say like they were de- they were depth players for the purpose of this show. Yeah, yeah, uh, depth support, like however you kind of want to describe it. Um, Honestly, some of the like favorite players in hockey, I know one of the things I always like to tell people is my favorite type of player is a third line faceoff like specialist, like just someone you could throw out there like to win an important faceoff. So like very important players, very key piece of the game, but don't necessarily get the same kind of publicity. They don't necessarily get put out, you know, at certain times, you know, but they still have a role. Absolutely. And on today's episode, we got a um, an, an interesting trio of players. We got two Roadrunners call-ups and a returning player who initially was signed off for PTO. Yeah, uh, three players who played for the World uh, Championship with their respective countries, uh, which just wrapped up. Some of them won medals, so we will definitely be talking about that uh, on today's episode. Absolutely, we will do that indeed. Let's get things started right away on our first player, Carl Giannis Mosier. Um, he was a initially started the season with the Tucson Roadrunners and then got called up pretty fast. And uh, uh, I was just gonna say, I think uh, listed 18 games with the Roadrunners, so yeah. definitely. Uh, first quarter of the season and i don't think he ever went back now even for like uh conditioning because i know it was hurt a little bit but yeah like pretty early in the season i think he was sent back down during the roster the holiday roster freeze could be yeah um, i mean but that, then, yeah yeah <laughs> even though the holiday roster freeze didn't mean anything because everyone was shut down because of covid but <laughs> Yeah, you 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 send it down for the flexibility of it in case something happens and nothing happened. Exactly. But let's talk about Mosher because he again, you know, he got called up pretty fast and he you know, he, and the reason why he stayed is because he kind of proved that he belonged. Obviously, he wasn't 
a major, you know, a major player in the Coyotes' defense. But I mean, the Coyotes' defense was very, very. Uh, uh, it was like it, it was Swiss cheese. <laughs> it yeah. had a lot of holes. Which I mean makes sense. Uh, Mosier's from Switzerland, so of course it's Swiss cheese. <laughs> Uh, so the Coyotes drafted Mosher in the second round, an older player, uh, drafted as a 20 year old, I believe, uh, currently 21, uh, about to turn 22 June 6th. Uh, so, you know, an older player, uh, with that came the ability to be, you know, closer to making it to the NHL, which is something that we've talked about a lot this season. And not uh, only that is to be ready, you know, starting the season in Tucson, right? Yeah. You know, that way. Yeah. Like, rather than, you know, other draftees who don't get that. But anyways, continue. Uh, I, and I was just going to say, I loved his confidence in his first call up. Like just seeing him go to the net with the puck is not something you necessarily expect from a, you know, 20 year old defenseman. Uh, you expect him to be a little bit more cautious. No, he showed that he definitely has confidence, uh, but you know, not necessarily the most consistent game. Uh, looking at the world championship numbers, played eight games, had a goal and three assists. Uh, he did not medal. Um, just Switzerland didn't make it to the medal round, but you know, good player, but plenty to grow off of. Absolutely. Um, and you look at his stats for the Coyote season, uh, 15 points in 43 games. And then you add on the Roadrunner stats, 12 points in 18 games. Um, definitely still has a lot of room to grow. Of course, like you said, you know, again, he's only 20, right? And yeah. he was just freshly drafted in the last, in the previous draft. So like, it makes sense. Um, and we didn't explain and, and and again, we go back to him. We didn't expect to make Tucson, like as many Tucson Roadrunners call ups as the Coyotes did. So it's yeah. like it made sense all, if you put everything together, put all put all things together in that sense. Uh, what would you grade him? What would I grade him? Um, just because, uh, like, for for the purposes of how things, I'm, I'm going to put him around the average, around like so, like that average. So. About a C. C? C. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with C+. Just I liked what he did in his call-up. Uh, I think he definitely performed sooner than we would expect. But there was still you know, a lot of holes in his game. He is still a 20-year-old. Um, you know, definitely did great things, but not necessarily the best defenseman. Uh, I think we all we kind of saw that play out in the World Championship too, where he didn't, you know, continue his you know scoring ability like i said he showed real confidence to start off like with the coyotes i think that kind of started to like falter as the season went on but you know, definitely a lot of areas where he can grow oh absolutely and and i sure hope that he's able to uh, get some more time in tucson because i think that will help him a, a lot too because i think um, I mean, that's the reason, like, that's, you know, part of the reason again, why, why he, why he, why he was drafted, right? Because, he, because mm. he can get sent to Tucson right away and have a closer monitoring during his development. Yeah. It, it's like, uh, I think one of the things we've come across, um, like this, you know, series of player evaluations is we really don't know 
what's going to be happening with the Coyotes defense like this next year. But like Mosier seems like he may have earned a spot. It'll be interesting to see what he does in the off season, like how he builds, like build like a lot of muscle like Keller did, but we're really not sure what Bill Armstrong and, you know, uh, bear want to do for the Coyotes blue line. So we're not really sure where a player like Mosier is going to end up, but he definitely did like a lot of good things. I think he has an NHL future like very soon, but I agree with you. I think he may like maybe need like another year, three quarters of a year with the Roadrunners. It's a seasoning thing. And that's, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, and that's not a knock. I mean, like every player needs a little bit of seasoning. There's some that are good enough. And it's, it's a very, very minute few who are good enough to make the straight jump to the NHL and are freaking good and like superstars right off the bat. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, the players who are good enough to make the jump straight to the NHL, they don't get drafted as overagers. Like, no, they don't. Yeah. Uh, and and I, again, it's not a knock against JJ Mosier. I think we both are really impressed with the steps he's taken so far. Uh, but uh, there's nothing wrong with need, like especially defensemen needing some like extra time to be ready. Like as we've said before, they develop a little bit slower, so it, it's fine. He's on like a good track. Just just don't be surprised if he like if the team like centers his development next season. Absolutely, absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes, though. We just had we just talked about Giannis Mosier. We I graded a C. Carl gave him a C plus. We got two more players, Dyson Mayo and Alex Galchenyuk, coming up in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about our next partner at RockAuto.com. You know, with summer being here in Arizona, it is going to get hot, which means that uh, you know you might as well before it gets too hot to uh, go ahead and get some repairs done for your car and get some parts for really cheap. RockAuto.com is your place to do that. You can easily save a lot of money, up to 50% or even more, on parts versus a dealership or or a chain store to uh, to get to get those parts. So, and then again, they have everything. You know, you have motor oil, brake parts, tail lamps, anything you can you can potentially think of. RockAuto.com has it's a family business serving dirt your service for over twenty years. And I want you guys to check it out yourself. Go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, be sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. You have a little box down there you can fill out in the how'd you hear about us box. That's where you tell that's where you tell them that locked on sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks again, everyone, for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen every day. I'd like to remind everyone once again that we are free, 100 percent free, and available everywhere you get your shows. But we got more on our player reviews to get to. We are talking Dyson Mayo now, Carl. Another call-up from Tucson who spent a lot of time in Tucson. I think um, he started his first year in um, in the AHL. So not like like he was a part of the uh, the Springfield Falcons the year before coming to Tucson. So, uh, only played five games in Springfield, but then he played 
um, you see 25 games in Tucson in 2016 and a lot of games. 25 games with the Rapid City Rush. Uh, so guy who's spent some time in the ECHL. Uh, you know, a player we, like we talked about who has been seasoned, who has been developed with the Coyotes organization. And he kind of came into his own this year. He finally had his opportunity because this was his first shot into the NHL. Uh, and got 67 games in with the Arizona Coyotes. Like, talk about a freaking growth. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, I do think that he is one of the players who definitely benefited from the Coyotes, like, having a lot of blue line call-ups. But all the credit in the world to him, he is one of the few players, I think, from the two sad road riders who came in and like made themselves a consistent presence on the Coyotes blue line. And it goes back to our theme of the entire season where everybody has something to prove, and that included Tucson Roadrunners players. Um, Dyson Mayo was one of those where, um, you know, he was on a, uh, he like, he, he's been signing one, like one year deals in 2019 and 2020 um and 2021 so like the last three times his last three contracts were one-year deals um and because of his performance and because of that fact he was able to make it the make it onto the coyotes play as many games as he did and do what he and be the role player that he was he was a you know rewarded with a three-year extension Mm -hmm. absolutely and well deserved like we talked about J.J. Moser potentially needing some seasoning. Uh, I don't think we are going to see Dyson Mayo play for the two side Roadrunners next season. No. Like He seems to have established himself as a Coyotes defenseman. Uh, he is, you know, went to the World Championship with Team Canada, had a less prominent role. Uh, I know in a lot of the recaps I was writing, didn't show up on the score sheet a lot, didn't get a lot of minutes but that's fine like he was there he got the experience uh and he's not a superstar defenseman but he is going to play an important role uh yeah i i do look forward to seeing like kind of what like more defenseman he ends up being because we do see that like once you get to the nhl you kind of like develop your play style in a way where you know not necessarily going to do that the same in the ahl Absolutely. Right now I can, you know, like, you know, for the time being throughout this process, you know, I think he is, um, you know, easily like for the purpose of this show and, you know, how things are a third pair defenseman, maybe even a number 70 man. Like, yeah. And, and, and that's not a knock. That's not saying that's a bad thing or whatever. He still is on an NHL roster. So that's saying something still. Yeah. And I mean, like, being a third pairing defenseman is being better than like, you know, the top pairing in an AHL team. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you are in the show, you are doing it. You are probably going to have to face off against some of the top competition at some point in the game. Like, I think that's what we saw like in every single game this season, like Dyson Mayo had to be on the net against Connor McDavid and, Leon Dreisaitl, uh, Nathan McKinnon, like he had to face off against some of the top players. Good, it wasn't you know, key minutes every single night, but still, those matchups ex- existed, and I think we're only going to continue to see him grow. 
Absolutely, I sure hope so. And like, it makes it fun. It makes it just fun to see, so, like, you know, someone who is I guess just looking at his draft year, twenty fourteen, finally make you know, you know, finally get that opportunity and do what he's do it do what he is doing now. Um, and I think was he one of the players, one of the columns that got a um, that scored his first goal in his first game. That there was a number of Roadrunners call D man call ups who did. I am not sure. He definitely played his first game this season. This was his first call up. I do not remember if he had his first goal in that one. Uh, he did finish with four goals and eight assists, which is respectable. Like, yeah, absolutely. very respectable. I can only imagine the feeling of a player like Dyson Mayo, who's you know who stuck around with an organization for as long as he did. Again, like I said, you know twenty you know, 2014, he was drafted. And, you know, finally in this last year, in a rebuild year, he, you know, he gets rewarded for sticking around and gets, you know, four NHL level goals. Like, yeah. Uh, how are you grading him? Would how you, I, how am I grading Dyson Mayo? I am going to give him a, uh, for the role that he plays, is C plus, C plus, C plus. Okay, uh, I think this is just continuing uh, the trend of this episode with me giving one grade higher. I was going to go with a B minus. Uh, I think he has more consistency than Mosier. Like the fact that we're doing two defensemen in in a row, like I just have to compare them. And I do think that Dyson Mayo, like. There's a reason he played more games. Like he was consistently a good enough defenseman. Like he also has plenty of place to like space to grow, but he was good enough. And I, I hope to continue, continue to see more from him. Absolutely. And the only reason why, again, it's, it's C plus is because of like, is considering the role he played again, considering the role he played and the team he's on, you know, it's like, I, yeah. um, and I had I had to put some comparisons like all right who am I like you know who is he skating against and, you know when he when when a competition's coming and doing stuff like that I just I just tried to put a few extra points in there and more of a nitpicking way a nitpicking yeah way, I I mean like I feel like neither of us are going to give Dyson Mayo an A rating for his no. season he did he did good he wasn't great though no again and um. The A's were pretty rare for for August. I think when we put three players, we gave an A to. So. Uh, yeah, and, and not even because I gave Strawman an A minus. You gave him a B plus. So. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. So the only two that were consensus A's. Yeah, uh, and you also gave Boyd an A minus. I gave him a B plus. So I think that's the first time I. Uh, did lower than you. Either way, though, yeah. like it, it, it's tough to get an A. Like the fact that we're in like the B, C plus area, yeah. like that's a good spot to be in for Mayo. That is a good spot to be in for Mayo. Um, and again, I'm I, I am I'll, and I'll read it what I said earlier. I'm just glad that you know you know a kid who stuck around the organization for as long as he did finally gets rewarded. Um, mm-hmm. So. Good for him, and uh, excited to see more from him because again, he has a three-year extension um, with uh, 
a little bit of a little bit of a raise too now at at a uh, 950k a year so up to up, up 200,000 from his last deals yeah. uh, so. plus i mean term like as yeah. you said he was getting one year deals he's got term can't not term absolutely that is a that is a sign that that uh, bill armstrong has liked what he has seen from him we still got more to get to, though, on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to get to Alex Galchenyuk, the final player of this episode, in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsors. So now let's get to Alex Galchenyuk. Because we have a, um, you know, we're, we said we're gripping it and going in threes. And Alex Galchenyuk is the, uh, the final player of this episode, Carl. Um, and you know, I think this is going to be a good one because he's bounced around a lot, um, in the last few years since he was last and I was in the coyote, he was signed to a professional tryout. Like he wasn't even given a contract first. He was just like, Hey, at least let me get a tryout with you guys and see what we get. And then throughout the preseason, he's like, you know what? We'll give you a contract. And you know, he proved that he, he proved that he still belongs in the NHL. Yeah, uh, it was kind of an interesting situation. Uh, listeners, I'm not sure if you were aware. Apparently, Toronto offered him a contract, and he took a PTO to go to Arizona. He still maintains his house in Arizona. Like, hockey players love to live in Arizona. Um, he signed a you know PTO and a pretty cheap deal to be with the Coyotes. Did he earn another deal with the Arizona Coyotes? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but he definitely was one of the more interesting players this year. He was. And again, it's, um, and I think it goes to the whole, you know, having something to prove things. I'm not sure what the exact contract, what the, what the uh, terms were that Toronto offered. Maybe he just yeah. wanted, maybe, maybe the reason why he just declined, whatever it was, is just that Toronto was too much of a microscope team. He wanted something more relaxed. Or, or like a, a bigger depth team, like the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, there's a reason they made it to the playoffs, and the Coyotes didn't. Uh, and Galchenyuk did get to play with, you know, Keller and Schmaltz at one point. Uh, didn't stick there. Uh, it was, it was kind of interesting to see Travis Boyd kind of take that role when it seems like it would have been perfect for a player like Galchenyuk. Um, but I don't know. That this kind of like. One of the things that uh, we're kind of used to with Galchenyuk with the Coyotes, he never really seems to consistently play up to where he should. Yeah, and I think another thing too is, um, I think that's one of the reasons why he's bounced around so many times, right? Like not just with the Coyotes, but you know, like other teams, it's just like there is a expectation of where he's supposed to be in terms of the lining, you know, where where he is for a line, and he just doesn't meet that expectation yeah. I, I mean um what, what was he like a, a third or fourth liner this year like yeah there's an expectation for what line he should be on and there's also like kind of still an expectation of what like position he should be because he's mostly a winger he played some time in center uh i think i don't remember who kind of brought it up though like are we like ever going to see Alex Galchenyuk be a consistent center? Probably not. Like, no. uh, I don't know. And I do think that he had a great start to the world championship. Uh, he 
was with Team USA. Didn't finish with a medal, but did have a goal and four assists. Uh, seemed to be really hot to start off. Uh, I, I mentioned that some players had medals. Turns out we only talked about one. Uh, Dyson Mayo winning silver for Canada. But Gilchenyuk came close. I, I just, I don't know. I'm always wanting more from him. Yeah. Um, and I think, and again, it, it comes with the expectation of how long he's been in the league too, right? He's, yeah. He's been in the NHL since 2012, and he was, you know, then he was a member of the Montreal Canadiens, and he and he played well while he was a member of the Montreal Canadiens. Was he great? Not really, but he played well enough that, like, when he was, um, you know, when he ended up going to Arizona um, after the tw- after 2018, the t- 2019 season, um, you know, he. Uh, you know, we're, there was, again, there was that expectation, right? There's like, oh, yeah. you know, we're getting a solid player. And it's worked. Oh. He he finished with 19 goals. He led the Arizona Coyotes that year with Brad Richardson. Uh, but also, if you're Alex Gachenyuk, you shouldn't be tying with Brad Richardson for goals. Um, like, I don't know. He's, he's just a player who's yet to find, like, a spot where it really belongs, um, which I, I mean, it kind of says something where if he could play in the third line and then play up to like the top or the second line every once in a while. But I mean, he never really seemed like a great third liner either. I'm trying to think just, just for um, purposes when Arizona first got him, I'm trying to think what the trade was. Uh, it was Domi. Galchenyuk for Domi straight up. One to one. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Galchenyuk and Pio Joseph to uh, Pittsburgh for Bill Castle. Yep. Which is uh, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting player. I, I do, I did kind of enjoy getting to see Galchenyuk with Kessel on the same line because that was. <laughs> it's always fun when you see two players like who are traded for each other playing on the same team. Oh yeah, no, it is really, it is really fun when you see stuff like that happen. I not too often does it happen just because you know NHL's got thirty two teams now, so it's like oh you know things get moved around a lot. So when it does, it's pre- it is pretty funny. I do and I I do thoroughly enjoy it. But yep. you know, watch on your twenty one uh, twenty one point six goals, fifteen assists in sixty games. 32 penalty minutes and um, and a minus 11. When you give it in for the grade. Um, man, I'm giving him a C. C. This is going the opposite route. I'm giving him a C minus. Uh, I just, I really wanted more from Galchenyuk. I wanted him to like find a role with Keller or Schmaltz. He still showed that he has like a great shot. Uh, But the fact that I'm not even sure if he is going to have a contract with the Coyotes next year, like in, in the sense where I'm not sure they would offer him a contract. That says a lot, like, especially for this Coyotes team. Um, if he if he sticks around, I, I think that'd be fine for like a league minimum deal. But I can see him maybe trying to move on, maybe trying 
find like someone who can like utilize him better because I, I just don't know. Maybe find you know go to another um, you know team that just needs depth. Uh, team that is maybe rebuilding still. Also, I mean, not it's not the Coyotes, um, or maybe just building. Maybe he signs a contract with Seattle. Who knows? Um, yeah, because Lord knows Seattle needs a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think he definitely has a role in the NHL. I do not think that it is guaranteed to be with the Coyotes based off his performance this year. Just didn't really fit the system. Yeah. And, and and that's fine. Like, not everyone does. I I appreciate he took the chance. Like, I I think he was given opportunity, and I liked a lot of what I saw. But you know, if he if he's not a fit, he's not a fit. Absolutely. But um, looks like we're all like roughly around, like roughly the same, like very really close to the same. You know, I think you gave you like like you were. For, for most of them, like the first two, you had a half grade higher, and for this last one, a half grade lower, but all within the same range, you know, um, from as low as a C minus to as high as a B minus, I think is what you uh, is what you've given for a player. So um, within that range, and for debt players, not too shabby, not yeah. too shabby. That that's kind of where we would expect them to be. Exactly, exactly. Anyways, though, we are out of time for this episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, on Instagram at Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F. You're back with us asking the question you might have, and we might answer right back. We're on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget the how long.